today, savings buffers at the buffers. Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Well, that is post covering funds and problems with a distinctively Australian flavour. Higher interest rates have consumed Australian borrowers' savings buffers, leaving many at greater risk of mortgage arrears, according to Equifax. General Manager Consumer at Equifax, James Forbes, said that buffers that were built up during the pandemic have been pretty much exhausted now. And he said that consumers are conscious of tightening their belts and thinking more carefully about budgeting. All those savings that people put away because they weren't travelling or doing things that they used to do is now used up, Mr Forbes said. What we're seeing is borrowers thinking about being more thoughtful and planning their budgets into next year. While Australia's savings buffers have provided comfort for borrowers over the past year, as the Reserve Bank of Australia hiked up the cash rate by 300 basis points, the savings cushion has been exhausted. Indeed, each month from the beginning of the rate hike cycle in May 2022, the RBA has justified its move to increase the cash rate based on the high inflation rate, global turmoil and Australia's $200 billion savings buffer. While the central banks have been conscious of this, not everyone has the same saving security, and the cash rate lifted over eight consecutive months to 3.1%. The latest Australian Bureau of Statistics household savings ratio for September showed a decrease to 6.9% from 8.3%. And ANZ research from the beginning of 2023 showed a five-year low for the first week of January, down 4% compared to the first week of 2022, despite prices rising close to 8% in 2022. Weak ANZ observed spending during the end of 2022 and the first week of 2023 suggests that cash rate hikes and inflationary pressures are having an impact on household spending appetite, ANZ economist Adelaide Timbrell said. Mr Forbes added that he expects discretionary spending will continue to ease, particularly as the real impact of rising rates are yet to be felt. I suspect we might see New Year's resolutions from Australian consumers ready to tighten their belts to sustain high cost of living and increase interest rates, Forbes said. Earlier, Equifax data found recent interest rate rises have seen 7 in 10 mortgage holders concerned about not being able to make their repayments or starting to take action about their mortgage and spending habits. But they did say that mortgage arrears remains low. We haven't seen the impacts of the pandemic or what's happening in the market and the economy more broadly translate into any sort of arrears yet, Mr Forbes said. While overall mortgage arrears, that's 30 day plus past due, are still sitting below pre-pandemic levels at 0.5%, earlier Equifax data did show an increase of 70% in the number of accounts requiring assistance over the last six months. And of course, in addition, the Reserve Bank of Australia estimates that around 23% of all Australian home loans worth around $500 billion are fixed rates and will switch to variable rates by the end of 2023. Borrowers with fixed rate loans that are due to expire by the end of 2023 would experience a median increase of around $650 or 45% in their monthly repayments, according to Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock. This is slightly more than the rise in payments that variable rate borrowers would experience over this time. As such, housing loan arrear rates 
are likely to increase from low levels in the period ahead, according to the RBA. As those fixed rate loans expire, Forbes added refinancing will continue off the back of record highs. The interesting thing will be whether investors see that prices are now becoming attractive, interest rates have stabilised, and whether we will see more investors coming back into the market to take up new loans, he said. It's worth noting here that according to CoreLogic's mortgage index, mortgage market activity dropped across all six states, resulting in an overall national drop of 50.4% for the week ended the 15th of January 2023. Of course, how much of this is due to the time of year and how much to the interest rate changes is an open question. Leading the states in declines was New South Wales, which dropped 57.8%, leaving it with an index value of just 39.2%. That was closely followed by Victoria, which saw a decline of 49.8% and an index value of 52.3%. And Tasmania and Western Australia were tied for declines both at 49.2%, with index values at 30.8% and 100.2% respectively. South Australia and Queensland followed with declines of 45.4% with an index value of 40.9% and 43.8% with an index value of 58%. Home values for the capital cities also, of course, dropped in four states for the month leading up to the 15th of January, with Brisbane leading at a decline of 1.2%, followed by Sydney at 1.1% and Melbourne at 0.9% and Adelaide by 0.6%. In fact, Perth was the only capital city to record a rise for this period, with values increasing slightly just by 0.1%, so marginal at best. And the latest lending data from the ABS for a variety of loans in November last year showed drops across almost all recorded categories. In season-adjusted terms, the ABS data found that loan commitments dropped 3.7% for housing, although refinancing was the only category to not experience any declines, increasing by 8.2% to an all-time high of $19.5 billion. This is because, of course, households were seeking ways to reduce the impact of the recent rate increases. And we expect refinancing to be the bright spot in an otherwise pretty dismal market for mortgages. But coming back to the starting point of this article, if household savings buffers are being eroded, then they will reach for credit on credit cards and maybe even buy now, pay later to try and get by. But of course, that has consequences, particularly in a high rate environment. So I think we're at a turning point on household finances and I suspect that we're going to see high levels of mortgage stress from my series as we go through the first half of 2023. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching and I'll see you again next time.